0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Uber, one rental at a time, back with the one and only Anna Kelly. Hi, Anna. Hi, great to see you. Nice to see you as well. So episode number one today, we talked about you hunting for beachfront properties, uh, how to do Airbnb right, right? If it's near the water, it's always going to do well. I just got to tell you, um, I think there's been a lot of Airbnb gurus, a lot of people selling this new thing called rental arbitrage, and I think it's get, it's cresting to a point on where my spidey senses are telling me people are going to get hurt. Again, let me be clear. I think there is a 100% market for Airbnbs. I think water and high class is, is the way to go. But when you start rental arbitraging B-minus areas and, uh, you know, trying to get A-type rents, it's going to end badly. I, I think Airbnb... Kind of crushed it in 2020 and 2021 because you weren't doing hotels now that more supply is coming quality is going down availability is going up
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think there's a lot of people that are going to lose money uh that's that's a fear of mine
1: yeah i i will tell you that during the pandemic already a lot of those that were doing rental arbitrage for airbnb completely went under right mm-hmm. So I think of towns like Nashville, Tennessee, you know, I went to Nashville for July 4th, had a great time. There's all kinds of, you know, activities and and things to do for people to come. Well, Nashville shut down really hard, you know, very, very quickly with the pandemic. And so they didn't allow any short-term renters to come in. If you didn't live there, you couldn't come in. Um, And what happened was because people didn't, couldn't come and then didn't want to come to big cities is a lot of these owners had arbitraged them. So they paid rents. And all of a sudden, now they can't get the rental income that they needed in order to pay their rent. So they just let their leases go. Right. Mm. And then and and they'd lose their furnishings and all kinds of other things. Right. They still have expenses. But that. Destroys their credit, but then those owners who were renting them out to those that arbitrage them, now they're like, we're not renting them out to anyone that's going to sublet, you know, which is essentially what you do when you arbitrage. So mm-hmm. we already saw a lot of people get killed with that model, and it's not the model that I use, you know, in part for that reason. Now I think, you know, if you if you have no money to get started, right, absolutely none, and you want to try doing one, and you can get a, a decent rent price, maybe the landlord already keeps the rents really low. Um, and you've got potential, you know, maybe you take a gamble, but there's a lot of people that go all in and buy five, 10, 15, sign the leases, and it may last for a while, but if things change or pandemic shuts these things down again, supply and demand, there's de- there's definitely a lot more risk there than what people are talking about. Um, and it's just not a game that I'm playing.
0: Yeah, well, the things that always kind of remind I don't know, make me nervous or my hair stand up is any anytime people pitch no money little money, easy money. You put no money in easy money together? You you I'm going to get upset probably. And that's what I see a lot of people doing today. Right. It's it's not easy. I mean, first off, being a being a landlord who has yearly leases that roll month to month, that's not easy. And then then to me, you go into these other areas and you I've just seen them down. People are downgrading. Like they're trying to find the floor. And I think I think they've gone past it in my opinion. Yeah. And what's going to happen is, um, you know, it's it's just going to hurt them, and they're and they're going to get out of the real estate game when they should have done their work. Just don't don't believe everything you see on social media. It's not that easy, and you know, dealing with people on a daily or weekly or whatever basis, people are people will disappoint you. People are not great all the time.
1: Right, and and here's the other thing: is renters have very high demands. You know, now with Airbnb, with so many options you know, if you get a few really bad reviews, you're over, right? So you got to get really good reviews. You got to keep your cleaning has to be on top of everything. Maintenance has to be on top of everything. Communication has to be constant. So it's not, if you're arbitraging and trying to run them yourself, it's an active job, Mm -hmm. right? You're not, it's not a passive deal. The way that I'm doing real estate, because I've already built that, you know, financial freedom, I don't want it to be active. I want it. As passive as possible, right? Yeah. So I'm just buying the property and I'm putting them with the best of the best property management company. Mm-hmm. And even though I'm paying a premium for that property management, the fact that it saves me hours and hours and hours that I can go use to, to build more income doing, you know, higher dollar an hour activities than $15 an hour schedule and cleaning um, makes turnkey really make sense for me. But even with vacation rentals, just something else when we talk about risk to think about is that um, buying vacation rentals in big urban cities is not necessarily the most profit and profitable and it has some risk there. Because you've got in big cities where you've got a lot of supply for long-term rentals and short-term rentals, and you've got tons of hotels that are getting nicer and nicer, mm-hmm. right? Heighton, mm-hmm. Hilton, they're all starting to add these like, Sweet suite, family suites, and I, I use them when I travel, if I'm going to be there shorter than a, you know, a week stay, mm-hmm. um, I want a suite that has a kitchenette, and it's yeah. got three bed, you know, two beds and laundry in it. Well, hotels are now starting to build those to compete yeah. with Airbnb. So in a bigger city, you've got a lot more risk, because there's a lot of different supply. When I buy, I typically am only buying waterfront. So right. it's a lake, it's on a river, it's on the ocean. In areas that historically have had tons of tourism, people flock to those areas for vacations in good times and in bad. And in recessions, Michael, and in pandemics, they flock to those even more because they're avoiding the big city trips that they otherwise would take. So they're always going to go up in value, even though we're buying at a premium. If you're oceanfront. You're rarely losing value um, as totally long fine. as demand is high and the supply is low. Um, and so I'm buying, you know, high, high demand, very low supply oceanfront property um, that cash flow okay in this market, um, but the leverage is amazing at really low 30-year fixed interest rates, which I like. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still a lot of upside and tax benefits that make them a well-rounded investment. Um, but I probably wouldn't even go all in on vacation rentals. It's mm-hmm. one thing that I do yep. that diversifies me away from, you know, some of the other things that I do. Uh, and it's a really good um, egg in my nest egg.
0: Yeah. so when I think about l- let's fast forward a little bit. I wasn't planning to go here, but I will based on what you just said. when you when you look out, let's say, uh, 2025. So your son's graduated college, right? So we're, we'll look that far out. Yeah. And he's running the Airbnb business now for you down in, in Florida, I'm guessing. Um, what I don't know how to do is I don't know if it's unit count or gross income. What, what do you think? I Let's do gross income. It's probably the easiest thing to do. Gross, not net. You're probably what, 20% Airbnb, 80% yearly lease, month to month, or...
1: Um, on my whole portfolio or just on Airbnbs?
0: No, like your whole portfolio. Like the whole portfolio gets put in a bucket. How much is Airbnb kind of the nightly or weekend rentals versus yearly leases?
1: Oh, it's a very small percentage. Okay. I That's have right. three high-end luxury vacation rentals. Um, let's just say those three average 300,000 gross. Okay, all right. And, and it may be, maybe let's say three to 400,000 for those three.
0: Mm-hmm. But if you go out five years, you've had some more. I'm guessing oh. that's going to go up, right? You're, you're probably going to be adding to that more. Yes,
1: I, I will be adding to that. And, and, you know, here's another thing is we invest in different things for different reasons, right? Mm-hmm. So my son really wanting to get into real estate and wanting to do it before he's done with college. He's like, college awesome. is a waste, mom. We'll start <laughs> with the real estate, right? Airbnbs is something that he can do while he's down there yeah. buying in that market. And what's really interesting, this is a hint for you, even though it's going to draw competition, Right is that rented.com puts out an annual report all based on data of the most profitable places to buy short-term rentals. They look at the rental income they can generate, they look at the the costs to own them, and they look at the purchase price. Pensacola, Florida area is number one right now for most profitable place to own, and he happens to be in school there. So we're going to continue to buy up in that area right now because you know, affordably, you know, affordability and profitability is there. Sure. So because he's there and I'm helping him partner on a new business where we're yeah. going to buy several, my, my uh, portfolio there's going to be much higher than what I normally would do from diversification standpoint. Of course. Um, and how big that grows really depends on, you know, prices and his availability, because I'm, I'm doing it turnkey for, for me, mm-hmm. but there's going to be a growth period where certain ones we put with the PM certain ones, he's going to dabble and he's going to learn and he's going to build the systems and they so might not awesome. be quite yeah. as profitable at first. Um, but we're, I'm really doing it to help him build something more so than looking at it as another piece of my portfolio.
0: I totally get it. That is so, so awesome. <laughs> well, Ana, this is amazing stuff. Thank you for everything you do. How can people find you?
1: Great. You can find me here every single Wednesday at one riddle at a time on my playlist. You can find me on social, on Kelly, REI Mom, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram. And my websites are reimom.com and greaterpurposecapital.com for passive multifamily investing.
0: Awesome, Anna. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you.